This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. Today is Monday, December 26th. 2022, and in this episode, my friend and co-host Avi and I are going to be talking about our last James Cameron movie, True Lies from 1994. If you happen to see Avatar 2 later, uh, The Way of Water, you'll let me know what you thought of it, but right now we're just doing no Avatar, no Abyss, just this last one, True Lies, and this will be our last co-hosted episode of the secular Gregorian year, 2022, but we will be back for you in January to talk about The Batman from March 2022's The Batman 2022. So, oh, um, Avi, welcome back. Um, what are your opening initial thoughts, the first thing you think of when you think of True Lies? Well, even as, 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 as all long ago when it first came out, even when I saw on VHS about sometimes like, uh, it's almost not that great, but the, the greatest high level than Terminator 2 or Aliens or Titanic as the highest rated, but even though it, it might be a very good one, but it's, it's not science fiction, you know? You thought it's not science fiction. It's mostly about the, uh, the social problems, about his family life, while he's actually a spy you know, that preventing fighting against terrorists. Uh. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. There's not really there's not really a science science or sci-fi element to this. It's more about the family and the action and the comedy. Yeah, it's almost like a before like Brad Pitt movie, a later movie of Brad Pitt and Mr. and Mrs. Smith about, you know, both couples, they, they have like a midlife crisis about their family, uh, but being that, uh, being like a husband and wife. But yeah, that, yeah, know, that came out, this. I think that came out in um, 2005. 2005. I think you it was, di- have, I think it was directed by that first Born Identity guy, director. Yeah, yeah, something about like, yeah, uh, and to me, remember, and to me, I, when I, you meant, I his name. He's yeah. also directed the one with the, uh, yeah, Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. And also Edge of Tomorrow, the same with Edge of Tomorrow as well. See, then when you mentioned that 2005 movie with Brad Pitt and Angelina, they don't really have a kid in this movie, but outside of the kid part, because they do have a kid in this one, True Lies, without the kid part of just um, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, that's kind of like a mid-2000s version of just a married couple, but just without the kid part. Yeah. Well, in a way, I mean, they're similar movies. I mean, they're, they're against each other in the 2005 movie, but in this movie, it's, uh, well... You can tell the audience, um, well, we, we obviously know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, but who is, um, who is, um, Jamie Lee Curtis to the audience? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, she is, early, in her early career, she is known for as a scream queen as, uh, for that first role as Halloween, you know, as a final girl in the, the survival of the wrath of Michael Myers. And, uh, right, she's known for being started by Halloween, yes. Yeah, but now later on, she does like a comedy role, like yeah. like comedy, like in the Trading Places yeah. and the and Fish Called Wanda. The, yeah, those are those are two movies from the eighties, I believe. 
Yeah, that's what, that's what and then Medusa. in this movie, and she's, also, and she's the daughter of the, the also the best of the the actress, the the actor, yeah, Tony Curtis and Jet Lee. Yes, Jet Lee is a as a victim of the of the Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. Yes, yes, yes. She's, Janet Lee's from Psycho, and Janet Lee from Psycho comes back in as I forget which character in in Jamie Lee Curtis's Halloween H two O and also they also and yeah even they also work together Jen Lee and then Jamie Lee Curtis in the in John Carpenter movie The Fog. Oh, oh oh and also the fog. But what did you say after I said the Halloween twenty, what did you say? H two O about the Oh, so we so we agreed on they, the H two O. They worked together. They started together in the in the John Carpenter movie, The Fog. The Fog, the, the the Fog from nineteen eighty, and and then she brought back in the nineties for her uh, daughter's uh, Halloween H two O. Okay, great. And also now she stars in that you know the, the original follow up, the real follow up of the original Halloween. Yeah, right. Halloween, Halloween Kills, and and Halloween Ends. Wait, wait, wait. What were you saying about the more recent Halloween movies? Because now she had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, Jamie. Yes, yes. Yes, Jamie. Right, right. Jamie Lee Lee Curtis was also in these more recent Halloween movies. Okay, so this movie, True Lies from 1994, nowadays in the 2020s, for some people, it'll be. Politically, politically incorrect, but that's what I like yeah, about this movie. It's like, because about the yeah. Arabs, about the Arabs. Yeah, yeah, they're it's not de- like a, no, be, they're not like a, yeah, a type. Yeah, yeah it's be, like before nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. So, so the thing about that, about yeah, the Arabs and everything is like. It's, that's really who they were referring to, even though the cra- the crazy credits say that no cultural religion was was uh, meant. But it really kind of, was, kind of was ours because the guy, the bad, main bad guy, at one point towards the end, talks about the Persian Gulf, which I'm going to get to in a bit. But first, I want to mention your your 9/11 comment. I was re- I, it kind of you no, know, it beyond sucks that 9/11 happened 9/11 2001 because if 9/11 hadn't didn't have ca- happened, Jamie Lee. Um, James Cameron was going to come back with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, and uh, I forget who, and his friend Tom Arnold in A True Lies 2. But the reasoning that, unfortunately, and I really wanted this to happen, I really wanted there to be A True Lies 2, but the reason is, again, because 9-11, so unfortunately, we'll never get A True Lies 2 because James... Well, now we, now we have, I read online recently, they're, next year they're on CBS, so they're going to plan it as a TV series. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, Arnold. I saw that about the TV series thing, but that's going to be played by a different actor and actress. So yeah, it's like, but James Cameron will be executive producing this show all right well i might well yeah, maybe is he really well i still have my expectations very low on the tv show um yeah i don't know if it's gonna be like short-lived or something uh, it yeah, might yeah. it might just be short-lived i do not have high hopes for that one but before we started today a few hours ago i looked at the quote section and i found five different quotes from the movie that i really like so i'm just gonna browse through these quotes really quick and then i'll get your thoughts and opinions more about the movie as well so i'm gonna go over the five quotes right now here we go Oh, and before I get into the quotes, I just want to say that song I like that I started the podcast with, um, for, of course, the tango music, that was Poor, Poor Una Cabeza. Poor Una Cabeza, written by Carlos Gardel and lyrics by Alfredo Lepera. That is an awesome tango song that's also played in two other movies in the 90s. Um, Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino and, of course, Schindler's List. All right, here we go with here we go with the quotes. Five of my favorite quotes. Quote number one: Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. That's the first quote. 
Now, even though the one that he kills the main bad guy says you're fired. Oh, you can yeah. Oh, I'll get to. Oh, that wasn't one of my quotes, but you can say that one right now if you want. When he says to the main bad guy, what does he say to the main bad guy? Say it again. Uh, you're fired. Yes, you're fired. Oh yeah, it's, it's right below, a little bit below the one I just said. Have you ever killed anyone? Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Then it says, for yours, it says, while preparing to fire a Hario missile, for which Salim Abu Aziz is hanging from, hanging from, presses the button, you're fired. Yeah, but that, that that's good for yours, quote, you're fired. Now my second... That's last line to himself that by Tom Arnold, you know what, I'm sick of being in the van. You guys are going to be in the, the van next time. I've been in the van for 50 years, Harry. Yeah, that's a good second one for you. That was the end quote that Tom Arnold's character says. A good second quote you got there. All right, now for my second quote. Harry is under the influence of a truth serum in private room located in a desert, desert island. Samir, is there anything you'd like to tell me before we start? Yeah, I'm going to kill you pretty soon. I see. How exactly? First, I'm going to use you as a human shield. Then, I'm going to kill this guard right over here with the Patterson trope card on the table. And then I was thinking about breaking your neck. And what makes you think you can do all that? You know my handcuffs? Mm-hmm. I picked them. Samir gasps. Harry springs up from his chair and grabs Samir, using him as a shield while he kills the guard, then breaks Samir's neck. That was the second quote of mine. And now my third quote is... Do you know? Do you know what this is? I know what this is. This is an espresso machine. Espresso machine. No, no, wait. It's a snow cone maker. Is it a water heater? That's my third quote. And now for the fourth quote, we just find it real quick. Uh, the, the, well, you see, this is the problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to, when it comes to people's schedules. And now for my fifth and final quote. Referencing the, um, referencing the, um, the, uh, Persian Gulf, which makes me think they're, that we think, that, uh, Alvin, I think it's Arab, Arabs in these movies. <sighs> you have murdered our women and our children and B-O-M-B-E-D'd our cities from afar like cowards. And you, you, you dare to call us terrorists? Now we have the ability to strike back at our enemies unless you, America, pull all, Ameri- milita- all military forces out of the Persian Gulf area immediately and forever. Crimson Jihad will rain fire on one major U.S. city each week until our demands are met. First, we will detonate one nuclear weapon on on this uninhabited island as a demonstration of our power. But if these demands are not met, Crimson Jihad will rain fire on one major U.S. city U- U.S. city each week. And that was my fifth and final quote. So I am good with all the quotes. And your, yours were, um, you're fired. And Tom Arnold's um, quote at the end of the movie about wanting to get out of the van from the action. Cool. So, um... Tell me um, what else you thought about True Lies so we can go back and forth about uh, replying it's to... Like, even though sometimes uh, it's like uh, uh, he thought his wife was very unfaithful about sometimes that uh, the very soon like very too mysteristic about uh, mistreating his wife about this he's faithful but then he decided what he tried to, to train, train her to become like a Oh, he be is, he be is. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the unfaithful stuff comes with the uh, character. Of course, we talk, we've talked about this character before a lot of times. Rest in peace. Bill Paxton Simon tries to pretend to be a spy, but not really be one. And he does try to um, get involved with 
Helen, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, um, and um, has a peeing problem from the anxiety, and um, yeah, he um, he's he's missed, and yeah, he's with the whole. Um, marital problem uh, thing. One thing I want to mention real quick about one character. When I first saw this movie, I thought he could probably be, be a bad guy, but he ended up being a good guy throughout the entire movie on the team. Um, Fasil. Fasil as part of Arnold and Tom Arnold's team, played by Grant Heslov. I thought he could possibly be still be one of the bad guys undercover. I know, you know, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, even I thought you, you look like you're Arabic about that. <laughs> he was actually like, uh, sometimes he's one of the member. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what, that, yeah, yeah, that's why when I first saw this, I'm like, wait, could he really be a bad guy? But it, he, it showed that he was actually on the good guy team the entire time. But for, but you knows, you know, you never know who's on what side on some of these movies, but he's actually, uh, the good guy the whole time. And then, um, let's see. Recently, Grant, recently Grant Hassel could do, produce, recently producing movies with George Clooney. And yeah. Oh, what kind of what kind of movies with George Clooney? Uh, he he produced it. They produced together, like uh, like the one they had their own company. Even they won the Oscar for producing with uh, for Ben Affleck movie of the uh, Argo. Oh, okay, that's cool about all that stuff with them. That's neat. Cool. Now the um. The femme, t- the femme fatale, the femme fatale woman in this woman in this movie is played by Tiara, yeah, Tiara, 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 who plays Juno Skinner. You see her in the beginning of the movie and towards the end. And yeah. what other, what other big thing is she from? Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World one and two. Yes, Wayne's World one and two. And um, if anybody's listening to this that's involved with Mike Myers and Mike Myers' work and what he does. Could you please give us a Wayne's World three, please? We're waiting for Wayne's World three. Uh, that's fine. So how they're old they were about like that. Yeah. They had to, had to change their image. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said before, I really got to say, I really, really, in in a perfect world, there would have been a True Lies too with Arnold, Jamie, and Tom, and whoever else could come back. But um, again, because of nine eleven, there will be no True Lies two. But yeah, I think you're right. I think there is a new TV series coming out soon, but it's played by different actor and actresses as the Harry as the Harry. And Helen part, and uh, I don't even know. Would you say what, what network did you say? What network do you say it's coming on? C- CBS. CBS. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to last very long. But if it does last long, I'd be surprised. Um, and then in this movie, their daughter is played by Eliza Dushku as Dana. Dana Tesker, Eliza Dushku. She was born in 1980. This movie came out in 1994, so she was 14 years old. Six later. Six years. She was best remembered as playing in the third season, introducing the third season as a regular character named Faith in the Buffy. Oh, a third season of Buffy, you said? As that she was first appeared nice. as cool. a regular character. So, sounds like you're a Buffy. And angel. Sounds like you're a Buffy. Oh, an angel. Sounds like you're a Buffy and angel fan there. Cool. So third. I, I, saw, I saw seventh season of Buffy, but I, did, oh, nice. I still didn't see Angel, but I read all the episode guides. Oh, okay. Oh, reading the episode guides makes uh, things go quicker when you read episode guides. Yes. So she was in those shows for uh, people. Um, but I, outside of your TV shows, I best know her as six years later from the movie as in a, uh, as a, um, a, Dealing with, um, uh, dealing with, um, uh, yeah, with Kristen Dunst in that first, yeah, yeah, the Bring It On movie. Oh my God, I tell you, as an adult woman, Eliza Dushku in Bring It On 2000, she's hot, hot stuff right there. Cool. So let's see. We went out, um, we talked a little bit about Jamie Lee Curtis. You said her mom, the, her, her mom and her were both in the fog together in 1980, correct? 
Yeah, uh, her mom and her, Jamie Lee Curtis and her mom were both in the fog from 1980, correct? Yeah, the John Carpenter version. Right, the John Carpenter version of the fog. And in the seventh um, Halloween, Halloween H2O, her mom came back as a different character. She wasn't her own mother, but she came back uh, as some other character. And also, uh, you don't know about that. that, that, that yeah, what's the name of that? Uh, the Laurie Strode about Laurie Strode. Yeah, Laurie Strode. Yeah, yeah. See, speaking of H two O, real quick with Laurie Strode, that would have been that would have been a great, fantastic way to just end the series and the franchise. By the way, what he she, what he does with what she does with Michael at the end of H two O. But of course, they had to make further sequels and reboots when that was the perfect ending. But anyway, you, you people will know what I'm talking about if you ever saw the ending of H two O. But anyway, um, so we talked so far about Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, Grant, Grant Teslov as Fasil. I did a quote from Aziz for, towards the end of the movie. Then we talked about Judith Skinner and I just mentioned Dana as the daughter. Um, well, we, ha- we haven't quite talked too much yet either about Arnold or Art Malik. Now, where else do we know Art Malik from? He plays the ally to the James Bond movie, The Living Daylights. Nice, and, nice. And also he's in the Benicio Del Toro movie, the, the remake of the Universal Horror classic called The Wolfman. And, uh, oh, he's actually in the um, remake of The Wolfman with ben- the, the Toro also as well? Yeah, the nice. one of like, uh, like some kind of like uh, assassin to have to kill the wolf for the... Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Great. That's re- that's really neat. And, and then we both agree on the first one in Timothy Dalton's first uh, Bond movie, The Living Daylights, in that like Afdan- Afghanistan-like stuff. And now this movie wouldn't be what it is without James Cameron, the director, and Arnold coming back. Arnold as an, an American spy, but I like to think of it as an Austrian-American spy. Um, what did you make of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Harry the Spy in this True Lies movie? Uh, sometimes it's like almost like uh, even though it's a may has a big big, uh, big role about like uh, something like uh, outside of all his Terminator first series with thought it was James Cameron but even sometimes very like funny part like uh, like everything when he does by like in the beginning even it's a good thing he knocked out the two dogs about when they chasing after him oh that you're uh, knocking out knocking out the two dogs is really well done in the two dogs yeah yeah and also what's, one thing is more common about do you know who makes a special appearance as a CIA director yes yes uh, Charl- Charlton Heston. Yeah, that's what yeah, that was pretty neat. When I first, when I even when I rewatched, even when read the rewatches, like um, when the good guy team when they go into their whole place there, the um, their director, their person in charge is Charlton Charlton Heston as the guy running all them. That was really cool to see because he's in so many movies from the early days, especially the 1950s, 60s, the and 70s. Yeah, the biblical, yeah. like always the biblical movies. All those like, biblical movies and stuff. Yeah, like the Ten Commandments and Ben-Hur and all ben that kind Hur of stuff. The, so he's in and movies. Also, and yeah. also like yeah. uh, sometimes like uh, there's another one like uh, I forgot. There's also in the 50s. It's like it's not biblical. It's uh, the greatest show on earth. But there's one movie you didn't, you did. I tried to find, but it's only you can stream it. You can stream it on YouTube video. But there's one movie that's influenced Indiana Jones called The Secret of the Incas. Okay, uh, please tell me and the audience a little bit about what The Secret of the Incas was like. It's like a, it's a, like a, ma- a main influ- a main inspiration that but what becomes Indiana Jones because Charlton Heston takes place the movie takes place in Peruvian about a Charlton Heston costume is very very exact image like uh, where the Harrison Ford wears like leather jacket a hat and a, and a, and a scarf and, and it goes off to adventure with the help of the company a companion a girl to find this treasure. Well, and what year did this one come out? 
like around 1953 or four. It was like a, that's like a before Ten Commandments. Uh, okay, wow, that's really interesting trivia and thought right there. I, that that educated me and some of the audience. That's really cool, real neat. Um, another thing I want to say about this movie is that unfortunately, for some strange reason, it has never ever got a Blu-ray release. It's True Lies 1994 does not and still does not have Blu-ray. And since Blu-ray is over, the next thing after Blu-ray, I think is like 4K or something. So it's also so number one shame is there was never a sequel in the in the 2000s or sometime in the 21st century no ever true lies but we'll see how that tv show does which is not the same thing as a sequel and no blu-ray release so Oh, well, anything about also I think of it about that uh, uh, you know the Donald Swartz dance with the Tia Carrera tango dance scene. that was really really yeah go ahead really great yeah. choreograph choreograph that was that was what, what yeah go ahead right. when else go ahead go ahead also it's like very similar you watch like Al Pacino it's like compares another tango scene right. with the Al Pacino and the and the sense of a woman yeah both both movies have that song in it yeah and um what I want also to say is I'm a big dancer I'm a, I love to dance all the time so even though this is an action movie with fighting and action and all that kind of stuff, I love the dancing in it, especially tango. I gotta learn how to tango. The tango stuff I loved in this movie, really great. And that song playing with the tango, love, love the tangoing. Really neat stuff to see tango. And the other thing, you mentioned, you mentioned more the tango dancing. Um, the other thing I want to mention, I'm trying to think, oh, is that um, it's about th- it's about 30 minutes in, 30 to 33 minutes in, There, there's a bathroom scene where um, Arnold's in a bathroom and these two guys go at him and I like how the thing lets him see with the spy device when, they're, when the one is coming to get him, so I really like that bathroom scene. And... I think there's like 10 or more movies. There's like 10 or more movies that have bathroom scenes, but the only ones I know for sure are for for at least three out of the 10 or over is this True Lies um, and Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines when he fights against the Terminatrix. And then in 2018 with Ethan Hunt and Henry Cavill fighting that Asian guy in uh, Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. Those are, yeah, yeah, those are three of the movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are three of the movies that I don't have bathroom fight scenes, but I'm sure there's a whole lot of, mo- a whole lot of other movies that he and I, um, Alvin and I haven't seen, 10 plus more that have their own bathroom fight scenes. But yeah, I really like the, um, bathroom fight scene in this movie. Right. And also, I, I really love the scene is about when, when they had to say CIA, CIA Pentagon about when they go through the security check. I liked about the Arnold Schwarzenegger got X-ray checked. About oh, yeah. The, the Oh, yeah. The X-ray check of him and Tom Arnold in the one scene. The X-ray check was pretty neat. Also, how that's all is. Yeah, because yeah. even though that's also like it's very similar, like a previous a previous film, yeah, previous Arnold film called Total Recall, where he goes out to work about it, where he walks down the hallway. They, they also did X-ray. They, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Total Recall. Total Total Recall from 1990 was also really, really well done, but the less the said, the less the said about the Total Recall remake of 2012. That's a whole other story. But yeah, Total Recall 1990, very good as well with the X-ray and that whole movie in and of itself. Yeah, right. go on. What uh, else? It's also the first movie that, that that James Cameron has his own production company called Lightstorm Entertainment. Yes, the Lightstorm Entertainment. Own, uh, he made his own visual effects. About, yeah, like, yeah, that was really neat about it. Company it, called Digital Domain. Yes, yes, the, the effects by that company really well by him of the lighting effects. But um, we're about to have um, Avi ha- have way more thoughts and opinions about True Lies with Arnold from 1994. But first, now we're going to segue to a quick commercial break, and then and then Avi has way more to say about True Lies. Okay, so here we go. 
If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me explain. Basically, it is the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I personally, I personally have been enjoying creating original and memorable, memorable podcasts, which are listened to in over 50 different countries. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor application or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad that you did. And we are back, Avi and I talking about True Lies from 1994. Go on and telling us what you like about the movie. Well, what I like about the movie is like I like the movie with the action sequences. I like uh, the one about the at the express highway scene about the inventor, terrorists on the trucks carrying the nukes about uh, on the way out. Oh yeah, 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 that was really well done too. Um, the one we I think the one you're talking about was actually if we're talking about the same scene, it was actually filmed on Jamie Lee Curtis's 40th birthday. When she did that stunt, when she did that, did that stunt to get back onto the helicopter from them being down, down like that, is that the same scene we're talking about? I met the jet fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before. It was right. It was right. It was right before the. It was. It's like it's like almost like all practical fact about yeah. how they blew up. It's like a, actually a model about to blow up the, that was, the truck. Right. The, so it was right. Baby. I think they, I think they were talking around, around the same action scenes. It was right before the jetliner. The jetliner. He got on to try to save his daughter um, uh, Dana from from Aziz. Um, yeah, he was kind of. I, I think he was kind of like cartoonish, but. Um, you know, you know. I just, I always liked to make the connection that he was in the Bond movie *Living Daylights*, which you also said. But yeah, he's kind of like Aziz is kind of cartoonish. I like how he was like kind of pissed off and annoyed when his uh, camera guy lost the battery life while filming the thing towards in the Florida Keys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, and also, there's another interesting fact that made a trivia. If you look down about Arnold Schwarzenegger, previous previous film *Last Last Action Hero*. Featured the debut of the CG animated logo Columbia Pictures. So the, the same happened on this movie as well with the logo 20th Century Fox, which is now 20th Century Studios for now. 15 years later, an updated version of that logo was featured in Avatar, which was once again written and produced and directed by James Cameron. Oh, nice. That's interesting about all that part. Cool. And let's see. Um, you were mentioning about, we both were mentioning about Set of a Woman with Al Pacino with the, uh, tango song. It says right here, Arnold Schwarzenegger's biggest challenge for the movie was not doing all the physical stunts, cause you know he can do physical stunts, but dancing a tango. He had to take dancing les- lessons to realistically perform the dance. He reser- rehearsed the scene for about six months as he wanted it to be, wanted to make sure that he was good as the tango of Al Pacino from Set of a, Set of a Woman. Cool. Oh, yeah, uh, do you know Eliza Dushko about besides Buffy, other roles she's in uh, for only one season. Uh, that's as uh, uh, she's also a secret agent in the, in the series called Dollhouse. Oh, okay. Um, what um, what what is Dollhouse? When did it come out? What what did it um? It's two thousand nine. Play- it's two thousand nine, but it's only really show for only one season. It's what um? What network or uh, uh, channel was it on? A Fox Channel. In okay, and you're saying it just didn't last very long. 
That's, it did last very long about this. It's short lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. That was short lived too. Yeah, I don't think it's that you. It's created by Buffy. It's oh, created Buffy. by Buffy uh, by Joss Whedon. Oh, Buffy. Dollhouse yes, yes. is about the futuristic laboratory has has erased the identities of lost young people and now imprints imprints them with temporary identities. They need to fill assignments for clients. Okay. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, Joss Whedon from the TV show there. And, and, but again, the TV show for True Lies, I don't know how that's going to be, but you were talking about their other shows. Um, the, the, the one part of that, you said Joss Whedon. Um, I'm honestly not really a huge, big, at all at, at all Marvel fan, but since you mentioned Joss Whedon, who directed the first two Avengers, if one day, if one day as some one-offs, if you want us to talk um, to the audience about the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, we could maybe do that, even though I'm not a big Marvel fan. If you have a lot to say about those with Josh Whedon, we could possibly do Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron as some one-off episodes. Um, but that was just my little thing to say about Josh Whedon. All right, back to True Lies, though. Okay, so yeah. So Alicia Dushku plays the daughter, but then, as you said, she plays these more adult different parts in different TV shows and movies um, in the uh, 21st century. Um... I like the bathroom scene. You like some other action, one of the action scenes. Um, uh, and we both... What about the chase rides? About one Arnold Schwarzenegger had to ride a horse, but the main villain had to ride a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. It's like a, like a coincidence that Arnold would play, ride a motorcycle that in the previous the two Terminator movies. Uh. What happened with the Terminator movies? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger rides a motorcycle, but now it's the opposite. True lies. Now he rides a horse and he go after the bad guy. No, I know he rides a horse in True Lies, but what were you saying about when 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 did something like that happen with True uh, with uh, Terminator? The Terminator, the Terminator, Terminator Two. The Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold rides a motorcycle, but but this one in True Lies now the villains rides a motorcycle and Arnold rides a horse. Oh right, okay. And then he now he rides a horse. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true about all that stuff right there. Um, the last time a non-Arnold '90s person that I can remember uh, rode a horse was um, Keanu Reeves as John Wick in 2019's John Wick Chapter Three. He rides a horse as well, and he also co-stars in this movie, bringing um, Halle Berry, who I think Halle Berry played a more convincing combat fight role in um, John Wick Chapter Three than she did in Die Another Day. And also, and also, some of the films about the, the true lies have more borrowed, many prestige of all the James Bond movies. Uh, yeah, well, what were you saying now about the James Bond movies? Because, you know, those uh, true lies uh, had borrowed all the elements of all the James Bond movies. Like, uh, even, the, the, even the actor plays a villain, plays an ally to the living daylights. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And the production, design, uh, production designer also does a uh, production. The production design for this of this movie also does a, a production design for the Casino Royale. Casino Royale 2006. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, like um, this movie for James Cameron after those sci-fi movies. This is kind of like James Cameron's version of his own James Bond type movie. In a way, kind of. Uh, yeah. Cameron, right? Oh yeah, it's on the movie. All right. Uh, yeah. And so, also about nothing I like about the when when she's captured when his wife when his wife uh, uh, when his wife's captured by his uh, husband when she takes it to, uh, to uh, the solitary room with the mirrors only 
I, it's very hard about the good thing about that. Also, I got to disguise the voice with that. Right, this, yeah, the disguising voice thing. No, the thing about because you said earlier the guy um, Charleston Heston that was in all those other movies, as he's the director, he's kind of like if if we say this is kind of like James Cameron's um, James Bond movie, then Charleston Heston is kind of like the M version for for um, Schwarzenegger's Bond. Now go back. Let's go back to what you said about um, the uh, the whole uh, voice thing scene where she's interrogated by him in the fake in the voice I like that scene as well and I like her quote she has a quote about that she has a really good monologue quote scene in um in that whole scene where with, with the voice modulators if we just go to the um quote section really quick I'll tell you which part I'm talking about on what quote she said it's somewhere right here in the quote section while she's in there she says let me just find it real quick just scrolling to find it Oh, okay. Um, confessing on why she confessing on why she wants to go with Simon to Paris. This is while in the whole voice modulator interrogation scene. I wanted to do, I wanted to do something outrageous, and it felt really good to be needed and to be trusted. It's just that there's so much that I want to do with this life, and it feels like I haven't done any of it. You know, the sand is running out of the hourglass, and I want to look back and say, "See, I did that. That was me. I was reckless, and I was." wild i fucking did it that's what she told arnold in the whole interrogation uh, uh modulated scene yeah and then when there's a quote there's a driving their suv harry says you tell me i tell you give a play by tom arnold what are you talking about i'm as clean as a preacher sheets i'm as clean as a harry said what about that time you blew, blew a six-week operation because you were too busy getting a blowjob that was that that, that that was a uh, that was a funny scene when he said that uh uh the blowjob quote scene there that was funny too when i i watched the movie as well also a good good quote funny scene good mention yeah all right cool let's see um all right, that yeah, that was a. I remember that scene when they talked about that. Yeah, they they have a good. They're friends in the movie, but they they have good back and forth, like with the different quotes for sure. Yeah. Right, and so also about the another thing I like about this uh, scene is about the where she's uh, even uh, well the scene about that where she she uh, Jamie Curtis dances with the underwear. It's very too seduction about like uh, mm-hmm. about I don't know what's the point about me about the, why she's being watched by she doesn't know it's her husband why she's. Yeah, and then when she finally does know, she's like telling him, no, I, she's telling him, no, I got this, I got this. They, they, they want me, not you. And then he's like, no, no, no. So they're all back and forth after she really knows. And yeah, a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people's, that's a lot of people's favorite scene. For sure. That's, uh, 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 also about the Helen Trasker, uh, 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 Harry, uh, Harry, when he translated what the terrorists of salvation for Helen is that we're cold, we're badasses, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 right, right, right. Something How to describe, yeah. yeah, 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 the action by that point when he's just fighting and killing everybody was really, really well done. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. And there's another quote. Is that can I see your invita- invitation of the driver in the castle? Sure, here's my invitation. And he blows right, his right. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was a good one in the beginning of the movie after the great tango scene. Right. And so also, so the next to say about like, uh, also, do you know, it's very hard. It does make a big box, box office money, but you know, even though it doesn't have to get the highest regarded as the best action films, but uh, 
you know, like as the other James Cameron movies. Uh, well, yeah, like when you mentioned when you and also you say about the mm-hmm. this movie is the only film that, that James Cameron didn't get Blu-ray, Blu-ray to release. It didn't but, get a Blu-ray release. But yeah. there's another movie that another James Cameron movie that doesn't get Blu-ray release is is The Abyss. Oh, you saying The Abyss? The Abyss also didn't get a Blu-ray. Not, not yet. Oh, wow. Well, that, that's the second movie also. That, so both of those movies, which are both really... I, I haven't seen The Abyss, but you said a lot of good stuff about it, so I'm sure it's a good, good movie. Unfortunately, neither of those movies got a Blu-ray. And the other thing I want to say was... Um, I forgot what it was, but it'll come back to me in a sec. Oh, yeah. Here's another thing about Eliza Dushko. In January 2018, Eliza Dushko revealed that when she was 12-year-old child actress making this movie, she was sexually molested by the film's 36-year-old stunt coordinator, Jill Kramer. Dushko detailed how Kramer's uh, groomed her for several months to gain her friendship and her parents' trust, contrived to spend an evening alone with her, and then molested her. Dushko also said that, she, that after her adult friend confronted him on the set about the abuse, she was injured during the stunt. Dushko alleged that this, was, that this was no small coincidence. To be clear, over the course of the, those months, rehearsing and filming true lies, it was Joe Kramer who was responsible for my safety on the film, that at the time broke new ground for action films. On a daily basis, he, he raked the wires and harnesses on my 12-year-old body. My life was really in his hands. He hung, hung me in the open air from a tower crane atop an office tower, 25 plus stories high. Whereas yeah. he was supposed to be my protector, he was my abuser. Yeah. After a statement, Dushku's co-stars, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, and James Cameron all tweeted their respect and admiration for her bravery. Yes, yeah, I heard, I saw that in the trivia parts as well. Yeah, that's very sad and um, very upsetting, uh, unsettling. Um, but the thing you said before that I want to mention about um, its action in, from other movies and stuff is that you were mentioning right before, a, a little bit ago, about um, Last um, last Action Hero and how, well, when it, when, it, when it actually came out and performed, Last Action Hero did not perform very well. So, oh. so, so then True Lies with Arnold came back to, uh, to get regained yes. it doing better. All right. And also, the appearance and traits of Spencer Trilby, played by Charlton Heston, is based on Nick Fury, a Marvel Comics character. Like Fury, Trilby mm-hmm. has an eye patch and the same mannerisms, as well as as well as heading a peacekeeping organization. Mm-hmm. At one point, Kevin wanted to be a comic book pen- penciler that uh, does a lot, a lot of his own concept art. Mm-hmm. He even designed the entire T eight hundred endoskeleton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. So I got so so yes, you're saying that um, the um, Charlton Heston character was partly based on Nick Fury. Yeah, not not the Samuel Jackson part. No, not not the Samuel Jackson part, just the character. Um, speaking of Nick Fury, though, as Samuel Jackson, are do you like Nick Fury at, um, in um, any of the different Marvel movies? Like, what do you like him in as far as Marvel's concerned? Uh, I mean, Nick Fury. Uh, yeah, like, do you like him in certain Marvel movies that you might we might maybe we'll get to one day? What um what do you like? What which Nick Fury is inside of uh, Marvel stuff that you of uh, movies that you like? Well, I heard about that. Nick, there's a new series on the to stream on. There's a upcoming series from Marvel series. It's about that Nick Fury's got involved about upcoming Secret Wars. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Secret Wars is going to be a new movie, I think. And I don't watch the TV shows, but okay. Uh, and, but, but and also, and you know, you know, James Cameron about the connection with Marvel. But after he take a big break of all the Titanic, he thought he's originally going to direct the Spider-Man, Spider-Man film about the yeah, even as a make like R-rated type. But yeah. even though they. But they, they, but he dropped it out. He dropped off. Yeah. I heard somewhere recently that, I don't know if this is true or not, because who knows, but it was recently said something like that maybe 
James Cameron would try to get um, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to possibly to possibly be in a- uh, Avatar four or five. Well, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's going to be true. I just something I read on. I read online from the past week well, or two. Well, but, well, James Cameron he only directed. He not directed the second one. He's planning to direct a third film about the for the for the, for the two, last two films, four or fifth. He won't direct it. Only hopefully he produce it. But yeah. he wants to have the, someone handle the project for it. And then I and then I heard it. Then I heard it. Then I read online recently another rumor that he might come back with a Terminator Seven. But I think that's a horrible terrible idea i think dark fate killed the series and i think if james cameron tries to produce another terminator with a different director or even if he was the director i just think the terminator franchise doesn't really have anywhere else to go but down there's no way you could bring terminator up unless you have the right really good really better stuff going on but uh, back to true lies though we got we went we went a little bit off on other things but on other franchises and other movies and such but um back to true lies so um uh, what else did you like about True Lies? Was there anything you didn't like? Uh, I've watched. Uh, I did repeatedly watch True Lies. And when did like, you When uh, did you see it? Because I say I know you said you saw Terminator Two before Terminator One. Like when in this whole timeline did you Do you remember like what year or when exactly you first saw True Lies on VHS? Well, I remember I see it somewhere like around uh, ninety six uh, before oh, like okay. Titanic. Uh, All right, ninety six. Okay. Titanic era kicks in. Okay, so around ninety six, right before Titanic. Okay. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, I'm a big fan of dancing, so whenever the dancing stuff one happens, that really pleases me a lot. And I, that song for it, again, is really a great song for those movies. And, um, yeah, this movie, um, it's, it's kind of okay. It's not bad, and it's not, like, like, really, really well, but it's somewhere, I would say, it's okay slash good, you know? Uh, if I had to grade... If I had to greater rate uh, True Lies 94, I would give it a um, a 3 out of 4 Kazaska Stars, a 3 out of 4 Kazaska Stars, or a B, a B or a B plus. How would you greater rate this? By three, three and a half. Uh. Three and a half? And, uh, three and a half stars, and uh, what letter grade? Like a... Like, like a B, like you said, B rating. Yeah, like a B, like a B rating. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Um, anything else you wanted to say either about um, Eliza, Eliza Dushku, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, any of the bad guys, Arnold? Uh, 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 yeah, here's another thing about sure. uh, about Bill Paxton, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure. You know, the, uh, the Simon, Bill Paxton, and Harry Tasker, Ar- Arnold are mirror images of each other. Simon is a salesman and, uh, and Harry is a spy, pretending to be a salesman about his background, like uh, something like uh, who's 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 side they're on. About, right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked I liked that bit of trivia you just said about it. that. Was good trivia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, sometimes, like uh, even though sometimes, like uh, even also nothing about like um, uh, do you know about the do you know Charlton Heston co-starred with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis' mother, uh, uh, Janet Lee, in the in Orson Welles' movie the Touch of Evil. Wait, what happened with the Touch of Evil Touch of Evil movie? Because uh, Charlton Heston co-starred with the uh, with the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis' mother, Janet. Oh, Lane. what year? What year? What year? What year did that one come? Nineteen fifty-eight. Oh wow! So that's interesting about those two um, actors getting together in a movie. Okay, nice, cool. Yeah, uh, and also about the. Oh yeah, there's a, here's a fact about Spy- Spider-Man about the after Terminator Two Judgment Day, James Cameron initially wanted to make Spider-Man the movie from an R-rated script. They had written. They had written earlier, starring Leo DiCaprio as Peter Parker and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doctor Octopus. However, he thought that the film would be technically challenging at that point, 
And Caraco Pictures wanted to do the movie on much more, more budget than Cameron had envisioned. Here's Schwarzenegger then made this movie instead. The collapse of Caraco and the ensuing rights issues, as well as other commitments, caused Cameron to abandon the project, which was heavily rewritten as Spider-Man and directed by Sam Raimi. Cameron and DiCaprio would later work on Titanic. The I would yeah I heard, I read that about the trivia as well sometime I I would have liked to seen that I really really would like to have seen a James uh, Ka- Albert, do you know do you know that Leo DiCaprio and Toby McGuire did star together two t- two movies in the boy's life and the, the this boy's life and and the Great Gatsby the, I knew about I knew about the Great Gatsby but not about the other one but yeah um yeah I would have liked to seen a James Cameron directed Spider Man that would have been pretty neat and um what was the name of the other one outside of Gatsby. This boy's life. Oh yeah, was, life I, I didn't see that life. one. And when did what, when, when did that one come out again? Like ninety three. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, um, they, yeah. They, so they were in those two movies together. They're actually best friends in real life. Yeah. That's that's true about like yeah. uh, even sometimes weird. Someday you don't know the later Marvel films uh, that if someday if Leo DiCaprio ever could star in the in the any superhero movies. Uh, well, that's why when you mentioned well, that's why when you mentioned um, uh, that that person of the TV shows. Um, Buffy, um, what was it? What was that guy's name? Um, Josh Whedon. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Um, if you want to do possibly in a future podcast, if you want to do Josh Whedon's The Avengers and the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, we could possibly do that for for one off episodes. Yeah, and do you know in the bathroom scene at the urinal? Yes. Yes. An Austrian native is whistling Edelweiss. The, bo- the bogus Austrian folk tune from the American stage yeah. play that the sound of music. So that's uh, what he, so that's what he was doing there. Yeah, I like the little uh, tech device that let him knew that let him know that one of the guys was coming in to get him. Then he like got out of the way in enough time from seeing that, and then started fighting both guys. Great little bathroom scene there. I'm sure there's lots of bathroom scenes, ten plus. But as you heard from us earlier, I just know the three. I know for sure out of out of so many. Great bathroom scene there with the uh, what he does with the Austrian tune and seeing the device and all. Yeah. And so also about like uh, anything I want, what I miss the most I didn't besides the, uh, as uh, what about the uh, uh, I don't really think of Tom Arnold he's like uh, besides to be as a partner as a surveillance guy what he gives out the Arnold a technology like a James Bond movie uh, every Q gives is a sort of remarkable technology on the way to help him oh yeah yeah when Tom Arnold does give him some stuff during the way so in a way he's both his friend and kind of like a Q guy oh, that's another good observation nice and also, this is another trivia. So according to Guinness Book of World Records, this is the first movie to have a production budget of, of 100 million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. This made it the most expensive movie at the time. Yeah. Break the record of James Cameron's previous movie, Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. It would lose the record the next year to Waterworld. Yeah. Well, what, I, think I, I think I believe Waterworld didn't do that well. Uh, even it's like it's also expensive flop. Yeah, part. yeah. But even though the, the Titanic revived, revived yeah. it, about but, from it I, yeah. but from what I read recently, Avatar: The Way of Water is almost about to reach a billion already. Let's hope it has made it through. About yeah. it's a, a case of that, like uh, yeah, we want about the ne- uh, next, uh, next, next, next Avatar. Yeah. If anybody hears this, um, the recording of us later of True Lies, uh, let us know if the TV show spinoff was any good, even though it's not different actors playing those uh, Harry and Helen parts. And uh, I'd like to have a petition to make an actual real li- live action uh, 21st century True Lies 2 with Arnold, Arnold, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and Tom Arnold, all of them back. 
Hey, bring Dana back. Bring bring uh bring a bring a Aliza Dushku back as a now adult spy along with her parents. Let, let's see it. Come on now, make it work. And also name the door of the office, which Harry is backs backs into backs into during the final aerial scene is is a D Simpson. This reference to the legendary producer Don Simpson, who produced a very aerial Top Gun, among others. Also, also the with all, the air fight scene all, in the finale. Yeah, also did the Bad Boys, the Bad Boys movie. The Bad Boys. So even though he sadly passed away as it's a due to overdose, but yeah. even though in the Top Gun Mavic, it's it just uh, for the credits, is uh, opening credits. It's only said Jerry Buckheimer mm-hmm. slash Don Simpson, yeah. but. But Don Simpson's not around anymore. It's right. just like every Yeah, Don Simpson back. unfortunately Don Simpson unfortunately is no longer around. And then that other movie musical guy you mentioned, we said James Horner. Unfortunately James Horner now or that's the name James Horner is also no longer around for movie music and stuff. Even but the score of the movie A True Light is actually by Brad Brad Fidel, who works other other ter- the, 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 the Terminator yeah. movies, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. the ter- first two Terminator Yeah, so, yeah. To me, to me, the story ended at the end of T2, except for maybe the um, T2 um, 3D 96 thing. Um, uh, I forget what the thing's called. That battle The battle. Time. The battle thing was kind of like, it's kind of kind of neat after that. Otherwise, the rest of the projects, T3 through T6, I consider fan fiction. But uh, enough about, yeah, <laughs> I guess we get sidetracked with Terminator but sometimes. But anyway, true lies. Okay, so now now we're 47 minutes in. You know, I can only go up to 55. So um, you can talk about the other characters, the actors, the story, um, the trivia quotes, whatever you want to tell the audience now with the rest of the true lies here. Maybe I like the scene about the, the best scene about with the chairs hanging in the balance of the uh, uh, explosive uh, uh, explosive uh, highway about they keep it balanced and they thought they'd be okay. But the funny thing I like is that Pelican, Pelican flew on top of the, the hood. That is, yeah, the highway. Yeah. Yeah, the highway thing you're talking about, like I said, the highway yeah. thing, that that was partly filmed on uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, 40th birthday. She did that stunt on her 40th birthday, so that was about the whole Chase uh, highway s- stunt scene stuff. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, what, anything else about anybody else? Uh, I think that's it. I have it. I, if I could watch it again some other time, like uh, that way, had to rethink about the rethinking what, what it looks like. I uh, think yeah, I think you covered a lot of it in there from what you uh, found inside the IMDb page. So it's a good, good, good amount so far uh, about a lot what you covered with it. So that's good. Um, so, uh, by the way, everybody, everybody, if you're all enjoying what, um, Avi's saying here, we will be back sometime in January to next do The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, and for Robert Pattinson, Pattinson as Batman, so we're doing The Batman next, so start, uh, thinking about all your Batman thoughts to say in January, uh, when you're available, Avi, and now, um, now we're at final... We already gave the grade back at the 40 some minute point. So you're now final final thoughts and opinions to tell the audience listeners about True Lies from 1994. Well, be careful about like uh, like uh, something. My final thoughts and opinion about everything. Uh, yeah, be careful about the uh, Arabs are like uh, incorrect, but yeah, yeah. It actually says if you go to the credit section, the um the crazy credits part of the IMDb page, it does reference that. Let me just try to find that there with everything. No Arabs are like no Arabs are harmed down in the picture. The, Hold on, let me find the exact crazy credits and what it says in the crazy credits. Right, crazy, yeah, cred- cr- crazy, credit, crazy credit, crazy credit, crazy credit. 
yeah, crazy credits right before quotes. It says this together, this film, yeah, this film. represent the actions or beliefs of that particular culture or religion. Right, so, right, and you mentioned the quote that his friend says at the end, which talks about that van thing, and then when you said that, it also says with the credits, in addition, like you just said, just in case you didn't hear what Avi said, this film, you can say again with me, this film is a work of fiction and does not represent the actions or beliefs of a particular culture or religion, even though we seem to think it had to do with Arabs, but the, the cre- crazy credit says otherwise. So great. I'm really glad I finally have Avi's thoughts and opinions now on True Lies. If you have any other questions or comments about True Lies, you can uh, send uh, send Avi a message online inquiring him about it. But until then, we're going to be doing the Batman next, the Batman 2022 in January 2023 for you. And then we got a whole series planned for you about something else. So um, thanks, for, thanks for listening if you made it this far. And... Um, Subscribe to my channel if you want to catch all the um, locked episodes. Oh, yeah, here's another thing. The first, first trivia track of that true lies. Sure. When Harry tells Gib that Helen is having an affair, Gib tells a story about his second wife is t- taking everything when she left him, even the ice cube trays from the freezer. Oh, this yeah. is a direct reference to Tom Morrow's divorce from Roseanne Barr that was happening at the same time. She was reported to have taken his ice cube trays when she left him as well. Otto told the same story to James Cameron on the set while I was saying... What kind of sick b- uh, b- bitch does it take ice cubes trays out of the freezer? Cameron thought the line was <laughs> hilarious and appropriate to the film. Huh? Yeah, that was a Tom quote, Tom quote, real life experience made into the movie quote. I like that quote as well with it. Yeah, very good. Very nice. That's a good quote to leave this uh, discussion off at really well. Nice. So we'll see you all in January for the Batman 2022. Don't forget to subscribe to my uh, podcasting channel. Oh, yeah. One more thing One... about that. If you, if you want to take an ice cube out of the tray... <laughs> Be, be prepared for Shadow is uh, next movie is uh, gi- a giant uh, iceberg. Wait, wait, what about a giant iceberg and ice cubes? Say it again. If, if someone wants to take the ice cube out of the freezer tray, you don't know what could happen. They want to use it as a giant iceberg, uh, iceberg to sunk the ship your husband on. <laughs> that's a, That's also a funny quote line. Well, that, I don't know if that's a quote, but it's a funny line you said about the the, the ice cube and the refrigerator right there and the, and the, and, the, and the boat and everything. Very good. That's a good quote in line to leave it off at. Um, so everybody, I just recently got my subscription feature. So certain episodes of my podcasting channel will be subscription only. Um, and if you want to unlock that, know that. All free episodes will have ads in them, like this. All free episodes like this will have ads in them. But the ones that don't have ads can be unlocked to watch without ads, with subscription, just $10 a month. Subscribe, be the first subscribers, and you'll see episodes that no one else can see unless you unlock the uh, locked episodes in the subscription feature. So there's that. Welcome to that. Yeah, so we'll see you all in January for The Batman. And this is a really lot of good quotes and thoughts and opinions from Avi in this one, as he does teaching us all in all these movies. Everybody dance and have a good time one more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is friend and co-host Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Okay, he already signed out. That's all right. Okay, well, anyway, this is Av- friend and co-host Avi and Millennial Man Motions LLC signing out till January 2023 for The Batman. See you next year.